0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Even uh, if you've had some faith in an area, when your faith grows stronger, your joy increases, your peace increases, and what used to seem hard seems No problem anymore. And what used to seem unreachable seems doable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So uh, you never met anybody who has too much faith. (laughs) That's not a thing. (laughs) Not a situation. A lot of people don't have enough that that are running short. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with and come on into the class and let's get built up today. Father, we thank you so much. For your Holy Spirit, your Holy Word, Uh, feed us uh, by your Spirit and give us answers today and show us exactly uh, the adjustments to make, the changes to make, the words to say, the, the things to do so that your perfect will and your full measure of blessing can be manifested in our lives the way you want it to be. We ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Would you look please in our great textbook at uh, John 9 the gospel account of John chapter 9 and let's continue uh, in our study of this 14th uh, individual healing uh, in our cases we've been studying we're going 1 through 20 and we're down now to number 14 and it is the healing of the man who was born blind In uh, John 9 verse 1 it says as Jesus passed by He saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither has this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me, while it is day, the night comes when no man can work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Now, have they seen the works of God in this man in his blindness, in what he's been dealing with his whole life long? Is that the works of God? He said, I must work the works of God. So that's future tense. And we see he's just about to minister to the man. The man's going to go wash and the man's going to see that's the works of God. (laughs) Can you say amen? Amen. That's the works of God. Uh, We saw, if you just turn over a page or so to John 11, in the raising from the dead and healing of Lazarus, that when uh, Jesus heard about it, John eleven four, 4, that the man was sick, he said, this sickness, the King James says, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. Now, the word for is translated for the glory of God. If you look that word up, it's translated a number of different ways. One, one way it's translated is above. Another is beyond. <laughs> and You might think, well, how can that be translated for? Exactly. You need to look at the context to see. And that's why we read um, previously uh, where the scriptures talked about that the sickness was an occasion for God to be glorified, not the source of the glory of God. Let me read it to you again. Um, The BBE says uh, like this, that Jesus said, the end of this disease is not death, but the glory of God. The end of the situation would be the glory of God, not the disease and not death. We saw uh, yesterday in 1 Corinthians 15 that death is called the enemy of God. It's the last enemy that shall be defeated and put underfoot. Now think about that. We have never known a world or existence without death. Everything around us dies. (laughs) Everything. Trees, flowers, animals, our own bodies. But soon, we're going to be in a place where nothing dies. Somebody say, glory to God, (laughs) again. Uh, A place where, have you read about it in the book of Revelation? No more pain, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more dying, no more cemeteries, no more funerals, no more hospitals. Come on, y'all listen. Why? The former things are done and gone. And the reason we have that now here in this time is because of sin and the curse that resulted from the fall. And death, all of these things are different forms and degrees of death. Sickness is death. You get sick enough, the body's dead, right? Poverty is death. You get enough poverty, you starve to death. Is that right? I mean, so whether it's a big degree of it or a little degree of it, it's the same evil stuff. And there's no way that something that's of the enemy, evil steals, kills, and destroys, is of God or glorifies God. It does not. And yet, it can be like this, like the the Message Bible says about this, it can be an occasion for God to be, an opportunity for God to be glorified. In the Message Bible, it said, Uh, that Jesus said, this sickness is not fatal, not unto death, and yet we know he did die. But he was raised up, (laughs) so he was still alive in the end. It will become an occasion to show God's glory by glorifying God's Son. Look with me, if you would, over in the book of uh, Matthew, the 15th chapter. I want to just go through a couple of places in the Scriptures Because there is this thing about God somehow being glorified through the works of the enemy. And it's wrong thinking, but it's been preached uh, across pulpits. It's been, books have been written about it. And it's confusing and convoluted. And as long as you're entertaining the, the slight idea, That your problem might be of God or from God, you won't get rid of it. You you cannot have faith to oppose it because what? Are you going to fight God? You know? But no, when you know that it's evil and God despises it, it's His enemy too, come on, y'all, with me, then you fight it with everything you got. No hesitation. No no vacillating, no wavering about it. What we need to understand when the Bible says something like something being an occasion for the glory of God, we want to see when, everybody say when. When, when God got to glory. <laughs> when. Big, big thing. In Matthew 15 and 30, it says, Great multitudes came to him, having with them those that, those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, And many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and He healed them. Hallelujah. Everything from lame to blind to dumb to maimed. Reckon God still heals the maimed? Yeah, He does. Yeah, He does. Insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk, and the blind to see, and they what? glorified the God of Israel. When? When? When the dumb spoke. When the maimed were made whole. When the lame walked. When the blind saw. Nothing said about them glorifying God with their conditions prior to that. It was when the power of God was manifested to change their situation and they're no longer blind, no longer lame, no longer maimed. Now, God is glorified. Can you see that? Hallelujah! Oh, somebody say, "Thank you, Lord." Thank you, Lord. Look in Luke the thirteenth chapter. You'll find this over and over again. I'll just give you a couple of them today. But in Luke thirteen, this is a, one of my favorites along this line. It said, "Verse ten, Luke thirteen ten. Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Again." On the Sabbath. <laughs> and, be, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity eighteen years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. So she is bent over and cannot straighten up. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and what? And what? Not not a word is said about her glorifying God those 18 years that she's been over. Did that glorify God? How can it? It stole from her, didn't it? It hindered her life. It restricted her. It limited her can she do more for God healthy or bent over like that? No. Healthy, healthy. It, it's not, this is not confusing. But the enemy is confusing. <laughs> he, and if you listen to him, oh man, he will, he will leave you in a tangled mess. Yeah, I mean, and there are people that there, they've read too many books and not this book. And they believe that somehow God is working with the enemy and uh, the enemy's doing things that, that God has planned so he, he can uh, come and fix it. And, and I mean, they wind up with basically God ordained that you be lost so he could save you. And God made you sick so he could heal you. Really? If God and the enemy are working together, we might as well give up. Is that because, how are you going to deal with that you don't, even, you don't know what to fight you don't know what to resist you don't know what to receive you don't know what to believe the enemy brings you something bad and you go oh I don't want that he says yeah but God sent me here with this and you go really okay come on in no he's a liar God didn't send him I said he's a liar God didn't send him Don't receive things from the evil one. The works of the devil glorify the devil. Not God. What works glorify God? Help me out. God's works glorify God. His works are good. His works are life. This is the devil's works. He didn't come unless he comes to steal and to kill. And to destroy, if it stole something, killed something, destroyed something, it wasn't God. It was the devil. And it glorified the devil. Not God. Oh, but it's an opportunity. If you may be terribly messed up, God sees it as an opportunity. Hallelujah. To fix you, to deliver you, to save you, to raise you, to heal you. Hallelujah. 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 Bring you up. Hallelujah, and establish you in victory and joy and peace. And that, when people look at you and see how blessed you are and how you used to be, that glorifies God. I said that glorifies God. How you used to be didn't glorify God. Delivered glorifies God, not bound. Free glorifies God. Healed glorifies God. So when she was made straight, that's when she glorified God. And the Lord answered and said, um, verse 15, because they said, you know, they took Jesus to task about the Sabbath day. You shouldn't be healing on the Sabbath day. Of course, they never had a healing day of their own. He said, you hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or ass from the stall, lead him away to watering? Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound. Lo, these 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. Now, he did not say God did this to her. He said very plainly, very clearly, Satan bound that woman for 18 years. How much clearer can you say it? Who bound the woman? Satan. So it was the works of Satan So who was getting glory out of the bondage and her being bent over? Satan, the one doing the works. He gets glory out of his evil works. And Jesus said, she ought not be bound. He said, she ought to be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. Now look at verse 17. And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. When are they rejoicing? This, is woman, this woman's been in the community. Maybe that same community. For 18 years. Nobody's shouting and praising God. When they see her bent over. Come on. Can you see this? Nobody when they see her. Limited condition. And restricted condition. Looks at her and goes. Praise God. <laughs> you know. I heard this account of this fellow. that uh, They were in this meeting. And the Spirit of God began to move, and the presence of God began to get real strong, and this was something new to them. They hadn't experienced this before, and one of the fellows uh, began praising and shouting, God, and he just fell over, <laughs> fell out under the power. Oh, man, they thought this was strange. They thought, oh, no, what has happened to him? So they went over and fanned him, and then and, and he's not moving, and, and one guy said, oh, this is, this is bad. You know, you know, what happened to him? Somebody said, well, maybe the devil did it to him, and no, well, maybe it wasn't. another person. No, I think God did it to him. And one, wife, one of their elders said, "Well, I tell you, just wait just a minute, and and, and wait till he comes out, and whoever did it will get to glory." <laughs> <laughs> and in just a moment, the man went, "Whoa, praise God!" He said, "God did it. <laughs> whoever did it will get to glory for it." <laughs> No, you don't see, especially unbelievers, praising God when they see poverty, when they see mental oppression, when they see sickness and disease or death. That's right. Death's an enemy. That's right. Didn't we see it in 1 Corinthians 15? Yes. Said out loud Death's an, enemy. Death's an enemy. It's an enemy. That's why even those of us that know the Lord and know, that it's better to be with the Lord than being here. When it comes time to leave here, your body just recalls from it and goes, oh, that, this is not. I'm not supposed to do this, because your body was made to live forever. Mm. You're made to live forever, and thank God, since the Lord has gone to the cross and paid for everything, and he's been physically raised from the dead, everybody who believes on him will be physically Raised from the dead, then we'll have a body that can keep up. Keep up with our spirit. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. We want to ask and answer the question when did God get the glory? When? Uh, Look with me in 1 John, the third chapter, because this is so powerful. It gives us the very purpose of Jesus coming into the earth. First John 3 and 8. It says, for this purpose, I'm just reading the latter part of it for, for our, our purposes right now. This purpose, the Son of God was manifested. He was revealed. Why was Jesus sent, revealed, shown? That he might destroy the works of of the devil. Listen to the, the Darby translation, and you also see this when the Amplified and several others say it like this. To this end the Son of God has been manifested that he might undo the works of the devil. Everybody say undo. Undo, undo the works of the devil. The Good News translation says it like this the Son of God appeared for this very reason. To destroy what the devil had done. Can you hear this? Destroy and undo. So how are you going to say Jesus is working with him? Or the Father is working with him? Because the devil is doing the works of the devil. What's Jesus doing? He's coming along and undoing. Okay, oh, okay. He's undoing what the devil did. Undoing it. Who, uh, uh, you know, we saw that woman that was bent over. Who bent her over for those 18 years? Amen. Jesus said very plainly, Satan did. And what did Jesus do? He undid it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? The devil did it. Jesus undid it. And you and I, are continuing in the ministry of Jesus. If you read in the book of Acts, the ministry of Jesus is continuing through the apostles, through the prophets, through the evangelists, through the ministers, through the laity, is continuing. And that's why he said, if you believe on me, these signs will follow those that believe. In my name, you'll lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. In my name, you'll cast out spirits. What are you doing? You're undoing. I said, you're undoing what the enemy done did. (laughs) Everybody say, undoing. 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 That's a far cry from working with. Right? And you know, if these things were of the Father, Jesus said, I only do what I see the father do. I only say what I hear him say. I didn't come down from heaven to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. If the father was doing these, these things, no way would Jesus oppose it. Right? If the father made that woman bend over, if he made that man to be born blind, no way would Jesus oppose it. No way would he try to undo what the father did. But he was undoing these things, yes. right and left, front and center. Why? Because the father didn't do it. Yes. The devil did it. Yes. The devil did it. Yes. And that's why the Bible talks about the anointing. It removes burdens. It destroys mm. yokes. Yes. What burdens? Burdens the enemy put on there. What yokes? Yokes the enemy put on there. The anointing is undoing yes. what the devil has done. Oh, somebody say, thank you. Thank you, Lord, thank you. for the anointing. You, you never want to attribute what the devil has done to God. Never. And you don't want to act like what the devil has done is somehow mysteriously glorifying God. It is not. The works of the devil glorify the devil. Only the works of God Glorify God. Only. In Luke 9, I like this uh, uh, 9 55 and 56, when you know uh, uh, some of the disciples said, You want us to call fire down on this place because they didn't receive the Lord. And he said, uh, No, he said, Luke 9 55, You don't know what manner of spirit you are of. See, they're talking about doing things that destroy and wipe out. And he said, no, you don't know what kind of spirit you're... Well, why would he say that? Because, verse 56, For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Everybody read that verse out loud together. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. So don't tell me... That God's making people sick. Don't tell me. It's somehow the mysterious will of God. For you to be broke. And for you to be mentally in anguish. Or oppressed. No. 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 Now the reason I keep saying this. Is because millions of people are confused about this. And you will never have faith to receive a healing. As long as you believe that stuff. It will absolutely. Lock you out. It will prevent you from believing. Because if you, if you believe God's the one making you sick, how are you going to believe it's his will for you to be healed? If you believe everything that's going on is the will of God. No, there's another entity out there. There is an enemy. There's a devil. He steals. He kills. He is called the destroyer. That's one of his names. And he wants to destroy everything he can. And he's doing too much of it. But you and I are in a different family. We've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness. Out from under his control. The devil's control into the kingdom of God's dear son. Jesus is now my Lord. The enemy has got no say so over me, over my life. Can you say amen? amen? If you're watching and you've never confessed that for yourself, now's the perfect time. Let's say it with them. Everybody say it out loud Satan, Satan, I renounce you. I renounce you. You have nothing to do with me. You have nothing to do with me anymore. 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 Jesus, Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my, Lord. You are my, Savior. You are my Savior. I receive you. I receive and you. all you have done for me. All you have done for me. Thank you, Thank you. For, keeping me. for keeping me. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So anything that is from the enemy, we don't receive it. We don't make excuses for it. We resist it. I said we resist it. Every time it shows up, we resist it. If it shows up 10 times, we resist it 10 times. And everything that's from the Lord, didn't the Bible say in James, every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above, from the father of lights, with whom is no variableness, no shadow of turning. God never stops being good and has a bad day and says, we're going to do evil today. Never, never. Somebody say he doesn't change. He doesn't, he doesn't change. What does that mean? We, We just got through talking about in James, good. He's good today. He's good in the morning. He's good at noontime. He's good when the sun goes down. He's good on Tuesday. He's good on Thursday. He's good in October. He's good in May. Is that right? He's good this year. He's good next year. Every good gift and every perfect, complete gift is coming from Him, and that's all you should receive. Say it out loud. That's all I receive. All I receive. The things that come from Him, from God good gifts. gifts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. And our time's up again for today. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Hallelujah. That's it for today. Come back and join us again soon. We'll see you right here